Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. Welcome back to the Superhumanize podcast with your host, me, Ariana Summer. Today, I'm going to talk about an incredible personal experience with a revolutionary healthcare technology that left me so impressed, I simply have to share it. And my guest today is the man at the forefront of this technology. Andrew Lacey is the CEO of Pronuvo, a company on a mission to shift healthcare from reactive to proactive. Pronuvo provides comprehensive whole body MRI scans in a mere 60 minutes without using contrast dyes and without radiation. Pronuvo's groundbreaking technology goes beyond traditional imaging, capturing over 2,000 images during the scan and analyzing them for more than 500 medical conditions. Data shows that 1 in 20 Pronuvo patients have received a potentially life-saving diagnosis. I myself learned about a few smaller issues my body's currently dealing with that enable me to course correct and nip them in the bud before they may become bigger issues down the road. We're going to take a deep dive into the world of cutting-edge diagnostics and the incredible potential of artificial intelligence in transforming the landscape of healthcare with Andrew. Andrew is a true visionary and a product technologist at heart with extensive experience taking transformative digital products from conception to launch in startups and large corporations. He co-founded Tapulous, a company that pioneered the iPhone mobile revenues mechanics that now underpin the App Store. Their product, Tap Tap Revenge, was the most popular iOS game in the world in 2010. Tapulous was acquired by Disney Company as a wholly owned subsidiary in 2010. Prior to Tapulous, Andrew was at Zap Travel, where he built and commercialized Alexa and Siri-like vertical search interfaces that predated the launch of those. Andrew holds an MBA from Stanford and a JD from University of Melbourne. Prepare to have your understanding of healthcare transformed just as it happened to me. This episode is a game changer for those who are currently managing health conditions and for those who want to take preventative action and have agency over their health. And we have an incredible offer for those in our audience who are interested in taking action and getting a whole body scan. Use the code SUPERHUMANIZE to get a $300 discount. For online bookings, use the link www.pronuvo.com slash superhumanize. And for over-the-phone bookings, simply mention SUPERHUMANIZE. summer and I have passionately dedicated the last 12 years of my life to creating the ultimate human experience mentally, physically and spiritually based on the most powerful ancient teachings and cutting edge modern discoveries and technologies. The Superhumanized podcast is a show committed to sharing what I have learned from the world's leading experts in order to help you achieve your full potential and create your best life ever. Andrew, it's wonderful to reconnect with you. Welcome to the Superhumanize podcast. It's awesome to be here, Ariane. Excited to talk about Pranuvo and whole body screening. 
Me too. And Andrew, I've had a, this is now a two and a half year journey with the Superhumanized podcast. And I've had the privilege to talk to incredible people and try some amazing protocols, product, products, and technologies. And whenever that elevate the human experience. And whenever I find something that I'm really convinced about a person or a product, a technology, I feature them here. And I have to say, I was truly blown away with what your company offers, the technology that you have put into the market. And I'm really excited to actually share my personal experience with the audience and with you. But before we dive into that, I'd actually like to ask you one of the most important questions we can ask each other, but also ourselves. So I'd like to know from you, Andrew, what was your why with regards to creating Pronuvo? Sure. So for me, really, the starting point was I hit my 40s and I am a business builder. So actually, this company is a fourth company that I will have built. And like most business builders, we're always working really hard to either build something for humanity or to make a better future for ourselves or what it happens to be. And oftentimes that comes at the expense of looking after ourselves. And I remember one day looking in the mirror and saying, wow, how am I doing? What's, you know, am I okay? And how can I get an answer to that question? And so I went out and did my first colonoscopy. I did a genetic test. I did blood tests and they all gave me these little patchwork answers but I felt like there was no one place I could go where I really could get a comprehensive answer. In my own personal explanation, I ran into a wonderful radiologist who's part of our founding team who had built these whole body protocols actually up in Canada. And I went, I flew up there and, uh, and did one of these scans. And I just learned more about my health and the health system that told me my entire life. Mm-hmm. And it was so clear to me that I was looking at that I was ex- had experienced sort of the future of health. And from that moment on, really, it was my mission to bring this to as many people as possible and over time to convince the health system that potentially this could be somewhere at the center of a transformed approach to health. Absolutely. And I think something that's really key that I want to underline here is that your mission and your technology is based on being proactive instead of being reactive, which is what's currently the status quo in the healthcare system that we have. So I would like to go a little deeper into the technology behind Pronuvo and these amazing whole body MRI scans and how it differs from traditional MRI technology. Sure. So maybe even to step back further, just talk a little bit about imaging in general. The first imaging modality we really had was x-ray. And they used to put a photographic plate behind a part of your body and they would shoot the x-rays through you and you would see an outline typically of the bone structure, so the MSK of the person. And in fact, the starting point for why we generally in health and particularly imaging, we look at one part of the body at a time was because the size of that photographic plate was only so big. And so you could only have a look at the head or you can only look at the abdomen or only look at a knee. Anyhow, now we're 200 years later and some of those, I guess, principles continue to be part of the way that we look at healthcare. From x-ray, we go to CT. CT is a big donut-shaped machine and it's really just a spinning x-ray. So whereas x-ray takes a 2D picture, with a CD, they, C, CT, they can take a three-dimensional picture. 
but still it's not very good at soft tissue. It's particularly good at bones and bone structure. So with CT, you might see something, you might see a shadow in the liver, but it's sometimes hard to really characterize what that is. Then 30 years ago, we invented MRI. MRI is a is magnetic resonance imaging. So we're looking here at hydrogen inside the body and all of our tissue has hydrogen. It could be hydrogen in fat, it could be hydrogen in muscle. And so we're able with this technology to really look at soft tissue. The problem with MRI was it's just very slow. And because it's very slow, really whole body imaging wasn't something that was available. Either it would take too long in the machine and therefore be too expensive and too uncomfortable, or you would take a very rough image and try and do your best to diagnose things that it was very difficult. There was lots of false positives. So what was unique about us was that we've solved to some extent that physics problem and are able to do really high quality imaging in a very short amount of time. And, and that's why that's really what's enabled these scans actually in the last couple of years. Yes, and I want to share some of my experience here because Pranuba is so different from the regular MRI experience you'll have in a hospital setting. Usually you will go in when there's already symptoms existing. So for diagnosing whatever's wrong with you, Pranuba, of course, you can manage existing conditions. However, you go in to get a, a complete idea about what's going on in your body right now, meaning you can be preventative. And from walking into the clinic and the organic teas and the protein bars to the lovely team members that you have there, the MRI machine itself that you have is very different from, you know, what usually patients experiences is. It's open on both ends. It's much more spacious. I got to watch Queen Charlotte on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just within 60 minutes, I mentioned this in the introduction, but in a mere 60 minutes from the top of my head to my ankles, my entire body got scanned and none of these nasty contrast dyes or radiation. So the entire experience is not only emotionally much easier on you and on your nervous system, but it's also much healthier. And what's fascinating to me is that Pranuvo scans for over 500 medical conditions, which that's mind-blowing that within an hour of spending in your machine, less than two weeks later, I will get the results and can see what is going on inside of me. It was it's it still blows my mind. And I have actually access to all of the imaging on on the amazing interface you offer on the dashboard or even on my phone. <laughs> now I can show how my brain looks. When I'm meeting friends for over dinner, which is pretty cool. So, so funny now. It's so funny when I talk to patients a lot when they come into the clinics, and I'll often ask them how did they hear about us. And the number of times I hear them say, "Someone brought this out at a dinner, mm -hmm. and they were showing me their entire body." And these are highly detailed clinical diagnostic scans. So there's not a lot, let's say, that's left to the imagination if you happen to show those images to someone else. But it just shows like the level of excitement that people have, you know, yes. about the insights they're able to glean from these scans that they want to actually pull it out at dinner. And what other medical tests did you ever show? None, none at all. And I think something that is really fundamental here and why people get so excited about it is it shifts our state of mind from feeling like we are powerless, like we don't have knowledge, like we are potential victims to whatever can happen to our bodies or to a medical system that may 
or may not be supportive. It shifts us into a state of empowerment. And all of a sudden, it's fun to know about your body. And in my case, I had some minor findings and a couple of moderate findings, which helps will help me to actually course correct right now. For example, some things that were discovered with my spine or my discs where I can actually have some protocols developed so this does not deteriorate or become chronic like it could become maybe 10, 20 years down the road. And and I learned that I'm somewhat of a mutant. I think I have one less vertebra than <laughs> most people, which is actually really important to know, should I ever have to have uh, spinal surgery because of the nerves that collar, that's Particular nerves are tied to particular vertebrae, if I understand that from my layman's view. So this is really infor- important information that I now can actually relay to the medical doctors, if need be. Yeah, I think there's a couple of, there's one big myth that we're in some ways trying to dispel. And maybe it comes from me having been an entrepreneur in a field other than medicine, which is you want to build the product or service that you would like to experience yourself. Sort of an assumption, I don't know where it comes from, but it's reasonably widespread, which is patients are not necessarily equipped to really understand what's going on with their bodies and make appropriate choices about what they should follow up on or not. And you know, our philosophy from the very beginning was that we wanted to really empower patients. For us, the customer in some ways is you. It's not the physician. It's not the insurance company. It's you and we want to provide you with as much information as we can in order for you to then go out into the world and engage with the medical system from the point of view of knowledge. And a lot of these assumptions that the medical profession holds on to, to some extent, we've now been doing this for 10 or 12 years and we just haven't seen your reaction is a very normal reaction. This is what's going on. There's some stuff I have to deal with. There's some other things it's nice to know. You're measured, you're not freaking out, you're not, you're responding to the information very well. And I would say that's generally the case with most everyone. That's been our experience. Uh, I think it can only help if we have a world where patients are more informed. Importantly, actually, because not all problems require a medical solution. Many problems, and in fact, really the goal of the company is to be able to provide you with such early diagnosis. In most cases, often a lifestyle adjustment is all you need to, for example, maybe arrest an issue in the spine, and then you never actually need to access the medical system. And that's going to be cheaper. It's going to be more successful. It's going to create less burden on the health system. And maybe it will change our relationship with disease. We won't, we'll stop seeing it as something that's horrible and advanced and scary and start thinking of it as being just part of like ordinary day-to-day maintenance of our bodies. Absolutely. And what you said, I think, is also so crucial that a lot of the things that we may find do not need a medical intervention, but it's just a lifestyle change. Like what I just mentioned with regards to my spine, that's a pretty easy fix or other things like, let's say, maybe a beginning arthritis. You can take influence on that by certain foods you eat or don't eat anymore or something else that was really interesting to me, I coincidentally had done an ultrasound, I think about two weeks prior to doing the Pranuvo scan of my female reproductive system. And your scan found exactly what also had been found during that ultrasound. 
nothing bad. That's completely benign. A lot of women will be dealing with this on and off during their lives. And I have zero hangups talking about that. But for example, cysts. cysts. And uh, what's wonderful now that I know about it, I personally actually know a really wonderful protocol that'll help deal with the cysts. Normally they can disappear themselves, but why not tackle the issue when you know about it? So in my case, I'm just going to start a protocol of taking serapeptase, which is a systemic enzyme, which will help get rid of those. Uh, little. I think we're in some ways trying to learn, and this is what's really cool, is because in the medical system, we typically only see disease at an advanced stage. And it makes sense, I think, to most listeners that the more advanced the disease, the less likely you can change the course of the disease. So as you start to diagnose these things earlier, I really think our belief is that we can even help further the science of how you might want to treat and intervene in some of these conditions. And for example, there's a a professor at Stanford, Professor Longo, who studies brain degeneration and, and in particular lifestyle interventions that can help arrest some of the processes that lead to brain volume loss. Now, if you can learn about this earlier rather than later, then those techniques are going to be much more effective. And in fact, the more we we bring back the clock on diagnosis, I think we're going to learn a lot more about the ability of our bodies to even repair potentially. And so there's that really exciting science ahead of us as we as we image more and more patients and start to collect a lot more information about how the bodies age. Andrew. And what I saw, actually, the things that that your scan is able to perceive, there's a wide range of medical conditions. It's over 500, as I mentioned, including things such as symptoms of multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, brain volume loss, etc. What are some of the most common health concerns or conditions that the Pranubo scan can detect and how early can they be detected? So the one that most people focus on when they come in the first time is cancer. Yes. And we have a really powerful technique we use for cancer where we can actually feel inside the body for hardness using the MRI. So I guess we're digitally feeling as opposed to feeling with anyone's hands. But that technique that women often use where they feel their breasts for lumps, the reason that works is because not every lump is a cancer, but every cancer feels like a lump. And so we're able to do that with a much greater sensitivity across the entire body. And we can generally diagnose cancer at stage one, that is solid tumors at stage one. So that's pretty much most cancers with the exception of blood cancers like leukemia, which we'll see at stage three. But leukemia is something you can also see with the blood test very easily. Beyond that, I think we are able to see the end organ damage of a lot of metabolic conditions. So we'll see the end organ damage from high blood pressure, from cardiovascular disease, potentially diabetes. We'll start to see often the effect of that in the brain, actually. And another category of conditions that a lot of people... That's fascinating. Sorry for interrupting. How does that manifest in the brain, diabetes? It's interesting. So with the scanning that we're doing, the, the unfortunately, the only part of the body that we can't image tremendously precisely is the heart because you're both breathing and your heart is beating and we can't tell your heart to stop beating so that we can take very clear pictures. So we can tell some things by looking at the size of the heart and the general anatomy, but we can't look, for example, at coronary arteries to see what your heart attack risk is. But the same sort of process that leads to most heart attacks, which is a blockage of these arteries, we also see similar blockage happening in the brain, the little tiny capillaries up there. And because those Capillaries are much smaller. Oftentimes they can get blocked 
either in parallel or sometimes we believe in advance of advanced atherosclerotic disease. So we start seeing these little blockages. And those blockages can happen in smokers or people that have high blood pressure or diabetes, any sort of cardiovascular condition. And we start seeing these as little white spots in the brain. And every one of us, we can have them. I have a couple. You're allowed a couple every decade. And they sometimes just happen for reasons which we don't understand. But when we see a lot of them, we start to understand that there might be some metabolic process that's going on here that's contributing to basically a disruption of blood flow to the brain. Yes, I also had one white spot. So that's very good to know, nothing concerning. And it was very clearly also labeled as such. And and when I got my scan results back, and also when I talked through my results with the nurse practitioner. So it's very good to know. And the next time I do a scan, maybe in two years or so, or maybe next year, I think it's such amazing technology. And it's such a good thing to have at your fingertips to really know what's going on. This way you can monitor it and you can alter your lifestyle or alter the medical advice or care you seek if needed. And with regards to cancer, because I know, and as you said, most people go in there because this is something they really want to know about. And I'm sure our audience also is really interested in that. I think it's worthwhile pointing out that your scans can actually find tumors, solid tumors, as small as 1.5 centimeters in various organs. And just recently, you had actually a woman of note. She shared her story. That was Maria Menounos, correct? Yeah. Like personality. And she actually, would you like to share it or for me to share it? Because I think this really illustrates what how she's yeah i'm happy to so she she came in several months ago and uh, did the same scan that you did and went through the same process where a radiologist reviewed all of the images looked at every organ to see if there was anything amiss and we found the pancreatic lesion and i believe it was just a little bit smaller than four centimeters so it was quite large actually and generally we can see lesions actually from about 10 millimeters so about one centimeter up And obviously, pancreatic cancer is one of those cancers where you really don't want to catch it because you're asymptomatic. Because by the time symptoms develop, often the cancer is very advanced at stage three or stage four. And it's a real, it's a big part of the mission that we're on as a company is to really change the nature of some of these really killer cancers like pancreatic cancer or ovarian cancer, where the symptoms either aren't there or they're very especially for women, they get a lot of pain in the abdomen. So it can often be ignored by themselves or by their physicians, be able to diagnose those conditions a lot earlier and save their lives. Yes, absolutely. Because if, for example, in her case, if this would have gone undiagnosed for another year or two, her outcome could have been vastly different. And I think it's worthwhile mentioning, she mentioned that she shared this publicly, that her regular team of doctors or a particular doctor actually... I think if I recall it correctly, basically was telling her there's nothing wrong and it's in her head. So basically sent her on her way. And she fortunately trusted her in her voice, sought your company out. And because she took agency over her own health, she found out, yes, there is something that I need to take care of. And she did. And today, thank goodness, she's fine. Are there some other stories, Andrew, that from patients that you could share and that would illuminate even more so the what can happen when you take one of the Pranuvo scans. Are there some particular stories that really moved your heart from patients? 
Yeah, I think I could share one. I remember we had a, and this is a great example of the peace of mind that SCAN can give you. So we had a patient who was actually a physician and her mother had passed away from ovarian cancer and she had started having this pain in her abdomen that was there most days, but very indeterminate. And and she had such a fear that she was also going to have ovarian cancer, the same cancer that her mother had died of. And she described to me actually afterwards, she wrote me a letter you know, that every morning she would wake up and she would make breakfast for her two young kids. And she would imagine what their life is going to be like growing up without their mother, because for sure, the same thing is going to happen to her as happened to her own mother. And we brought her in and got her scanned. And we discovered she had some rather minor problem with her lumbar spine. And in her letter, she said, you have no idea like the relief that gave me and how that really changed my relationship with my family, with my husband, with myself. And actually, for me, the reason why I got involved was not because Pranuvo saved my life that first time when I was a patient, but because I felt like I was bouncing off the walls for two couple of weeks afterwards. I don't know how to describe the feeling. It's, I've never been skydiving, but I feel like the people that say they have this adrenaline for several weeks afterwards, and that's how I felt. I felt like the world was more colorful. I felt like I, I had some sort of secret that Every other person I would cross in the street couldn't, I had a feeling that no one else could understand, which was generally speaking, I knew that everything was more or less fine. Yes. And just to live your life with that feeling, I think, is really, for me, the core purpose behind why we're doing what we're doing. That's not to say we can't stop you from getting things. As we age, we're all going to have things that go on with our bodies. The promise really is, can we diagnose these things so early that it doesn't really matter? It's, it's, again, just part of everyday maintenance, just going to the dentist every six months. You may need a filling from time to time, but you're much less likely to need a root canal. Yes. Um, and so that was a really heartwarming story. I got, a, I got an email two days ago from a physician actually in Ethiopia. This is how small the world is, who was at a dinner with someone with whom, a woman with whom we had found stage one lung cancer. And this was a woman that had never smoked a day in her life. It's these sort of stories that really encourage us to keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Yeah. And so it's hard not to get emotional sometimes when you reflect on some of the lives that you're touching. No, oh, it's absolutely beautiful, Andrew. And it's priceless from what for you and what your team is doing to know how you are truly helping people. And it's priceless also from a patient side. The peace of mind that you mentioned is wonderful. And it also, from a biochemical perspective, or even if you go into this amazing book, The Biology of Belief, the way we feel, the energetic baseline that we have truly affects us also physically. So if we're in a state of constant stress and worry, oh my God, what if? Like that one lady who was worried she might also get an ovarian cancer, that will affect your health. That'll affect your immunity. It'll affect your sleep. So you are going to be less healthy than if you just are at peace and hey, I'm good right now. Everything is fine. Or if you... Or of course, if you find out something, I also went in and I had a little bit of anxiety. What if something's found? But then on the other hand, if there's something going on, I want it to be found now and not five years, 10 years down the road, have some kind of a outcome where something has just become so bad that I may not be able to course correct anymore. Yeah, um, I think there's like a, there's also a perception that I think doesn't reflect really our experience, which is that. Preventive health is something that is only interesting to a certain 
longevity focused fit fanatics and that is a really small category of the population and i think what we find is obviously health is just so important for all of us and it doesn't matter whether you're someone who's wearing the latest fitbit whenever it gets launched or you're someone that might have a family history of cancer or a family member that passed away from a burst aneurysm or or you know, you have a sister that has diabetes and you're worried or has fatty liver and you're worried whether you have that. I mean, everyone has a right really to feel comfortable about their health. And as a company, I think we're really trying to find ways to obviously expand the offering so that more and more people have access to it. Yes. In a previous conversation that we have had, Andrew, just for the audience to know, the there's different scans that you offer. The one that I did, which is literally from the head to your, kind of to your toes, to your ankles. The cost of that is $2,500 or dollars. Yeah. And, and this is not covered by insurance as of yet. Can you share with us how you're working on making this more accessible to a broader audience, whether it's via insurance or also you mentioned that you are really working on bringing the price down at some yeah. point, $500, which is amazing. But so could you give us a little more sure. detail? So a few things to touch on. First of all, I mean, what's crazy about our health system is that in the US is that just to do an MRI of a certain part of your body often costs something like $2,000. So what we're doing in the scan is essentially doing clinical diagnostic imaging of 22 regions of the body. So it's something that might cost $50,000 if you did it in a regular health institute. If it were to be offered, which generally speaking, it's not because it would take too long. We offer three products. So the least expensive is a torso cancer scan, and that's $9.99. And here we're looking for cancer from the shoulders to the pelvis. We have a head and torso scan where we also look at the head and we do a more detailed pelvic exam. And then we have, that's $17.99. And then we have this comprehensive exam, which is $24.99. Interestingly, most people want to have a comprehensive view of their health, actually, which again, reflects this idea that regardless of who you are, just understanding where we stand, having a baseline of our health is just so critically important for all of us. As for bringing the price down, we're really focused as a company really on two things. One is building clinical evidence so that we can convince insurers that this should be part of standard of care. And so we're running in parallel to our business. We're also running clinical trials to really help us understand and answer some of the questions that aren't yet quite answered around the technology. Less so its efficacy and more so its cost effectiveness relative to other screening that may or may not exist. And that's going to take quite some time, if I'm being totally honest. Um, the Time required to collect that evidence is measured in years, not in months. But secondly, we're really focused on bringing the cost down. Our goal over the course of the medium term would be to have a scan that's available for under $500. And, and what's great about working on both these things in parallel is if it takes longer for the insurance to come through, at least the scan has become less expensive and therefore more accessible to everyone. And also the cheaper the scan is, the more easy it's going to be to obviously prove the economics to insurance companies. When we started the company, we really wanted to focus on something that as many people as possible could access. And that's a really core part of the fabric of Pernuvo. Yeah, that's really excellent, Andrew. And that really resonated with me as well when you mentioned that. I think that's also what, at least in, from my humble perspective, what we're here for amongst other on this planet to make life a little bit better for those yeah. around us in whichever capacity we can. So it's really great to hear the feedback from some of the patients that you've had. I'm curious about 
the kind of feedback you have received from healthcare professionals who've actually incorporated Pranubu scans in their practice and how it has influenced their approach to healthcare? Yeah, it's actually having a big impact. So we now have many physicians that have started to incorporate us into their annual physical for their uh, for their patients across all the way across America. We even have some physicians that send patients in the state. We even have one physician that sends internationally patients to come and get a screening uh, either annually or every two years, just as part of really understanding what's going on. Why do physicians do this? There's really two reasons. One is there's tremendous clinical insight in what we do. But secondly, actually, it brings them back to the reason why they got into medicine in the first place, which is rather than spending all this time trying to figure out what's wrong, they can actually focus much more time and attention on helping improving health outcomes for their patients. And so it really changes the nature often of the practice itself. Obviously, there are other physicians, there are, there's a physician I should say a big part of what we do is to educate physicians on how what we're doing is different maybe to previous attempts at whole body imaging. And what's cool is whenever we're able to really sit down and take physicians through what we do, almost inevitably, the first person they bring in is their partner. (laughs) And then secondly, they start referring their patients. So it really is one of those things where obviously it requires a little bit of curiosity and excitement to explore these new technologies. But generally speaking, when the physicians do, they really start to understand the value of what we do. Excellent. And something else that goes AI powered, how is AI impacting imaging diagnostics and how do you see the future of this technology evolving? And I think AI is already really critical for imaging and it's only going to become more and more critical. We're actually doing a lot of research in the field of of AI and we're doing it for a number of reasons. The first is we fundamentally believe that AI can really help improve, help supercharge radiologists, really help improve the accuracy of the radiology that we do, not only us, but also as a profession. Uh, And then secondly, and this is the thing that for me is most exciting is there are certain things that AI is really good at doing that humans actually are quite bad at doing. And I'll give you an example of this. We're using, we're researching a lot of AI in the field, the field of quantifying health metrics for the individual so that they can better understand the trajectory of their health. So an example would be calculating the 3D um, visceral fat volume in your body. Now, visceral fat is a fat that's inside your frame and it's surrounding all your organs. And of course, it's obviously impossible for radiologists to actually, they might be able to understand whether you have a lot or a little or a medium amount, but beyond that, it's just really impossible for someone to eyeball this. Whereas AI, that's a challenge that AI is very good at. And how is that useful for us as patients over time is if you came in every year or two and got a scan, you could start to see how is I worked out a lot more in the last 12 months. What happened to my visceral fat levels? What happened to my pericardial fat? That's the fat around the heart. What happened to the, my, the fat that's infiltrated my liver? What's going on with my muscles? How are they growing? How much fat is infiltrating them? Because that's also highly correlated with mortality. So you start to be able to use AI to build these very quantitative metrics, give you feedback on how your body is aging. Importantly, how is it aging relative to the average person? Are you doing better or worse? What could you do to improve the trajectory of your aging as an individual? So we're doing a lot of active research in that area, and we're really excited over the coming years to be able to 
yes, and these insights directly to consumers. But what's really cool is the scan that you did today, we're already collecting baseline information. So as we do, as we continue to research and do more AI, we're able to retroactively run that AI against the images that we already took. So that means you already have a baseline there that you can start comparing yourself to when you come in the future. Yes, super. And that's all helping not only to extend lifespan, but also to extend health span. So we can actually really also enjoy as much as possible the last years we're gifted and this particular existence instead of being miserable and dealing with all kinds of health issues. Talking about all the data, yeah. I know this is also a concern for many and likely also amongst our audience today. What steps does Pranuva take to protect patient privacy and security when handling this vast amount of data that's generated by the scans? Sure. It's a really great question. We invest a lot of time and attention in this. It's, we actually anonymize at patient, all patients at the clinic. So every person is assigned an anonymized name and somewhat accurate, but slightly off date of birth. And, and then forever forward, that's how we refer to that patient internally in all of our systems. So we never actually store the personal information of the patient with the image data that we've collected. And that ensures that fewer people have access to your information. And we wanted to build a system that would be resilient in the face of any intrusion that we might expect in the future. So that's, we're really focused on this. It's a really important part of the reasons why people trust us with their health. I would say now that information is really interesting and useful for us. The field of radiology really is a field and at the core of that field is patent recognition. So the reason why we can do a great job on your medical report is because the radiologist that went through your imaging can benefit from the imaging that they might have looked at in the past. And, and so we're really keen to learn as we image more and more patients. And, you know, a patient that comes in a year's time is going to benefit from the radiologist having spent some time looking at your images. And that's really how the field moves forward and how we get better and better over time. Great. That's really good to know. And we've talked about all the amazing things that the scans enable. I really would like to know, oftentimes when something really great comes into this world, there there's ups and downs before you actually can bring something into existence. And I would like to know what are some of the key challenges or obstacles you faced while, while developing and implementing this innovative scanning technology and how have you overcome these obstacles? I think the biggest one really is just that these as a company, we have a vertical solution. So we build our own locations and we put our own machines in there and we have our own radiologists. And this means that it can be quite expensive to build out these locations. And as part of that journey, obviously, has been to find investors that believe in what we're doing and are able to, that are excited to fund the continued expansion of the company. And that's always a bit of an interesting challenge when you're building something that's so new and different, a completely different category of healthcare is that what you're doing doesn't really fit the normal patterns that people tend to expect. And it's funny, this is 10 years ago, but my very first company was the very first iPhone company. And I remember back then going to investors and say, wow, like we're seeing all these people hack their iPhones, put apps on it, but this is going to be a new platform. And all the investors would be, they're like, if you're not building something for Nokia and BlackBerry, then you know, we really can't invest in you. That's, like, that's what makes it so exciting for us to be really able to innovate and build this new category is the same thing that makes it challenging to some extent to find partners that really believe that 
there is a transformative approach here that's worth investigating and that what we think we understand about the health system actually is worth, it's worth taking another look. So that's really been the biggest challenge, to be honest. Now, it's a challenge that with every month that we continue to operate becomes obviously less and less. But in the early days, it was a real struggle actually to get off the ground. And it's worth mentioning that you actually have a very impressive track record with taking transformative digital products and from conception to bringing them to market. And if I research this correctly, the company you're just talking about, you co-founded Tapulous. Right. Company. Yeah. Yes. And that was vastly successful. You had a product, Tap Revenge. Yeah, we built the first. It's so funny now when you look in hindsight, but at the time, no one was looking at mobile. When iPhone first launched that product and we were building, we bought a bunch of apps, we built our own apps. We were building sort of the Facebook for iPhone, the Yelp for iPhone, uh, because none of these companies were even looking at that space. They didn't really understand that this was going to be a really important platform. Now, of course, as time came on, obviously they did and it became really important parts of their business, but that was how virgin it was back then. It was like, what can we build that's been successful on web? And then during the financial crisis, actually, ironically, the most successful thing we had was a game. And, mm -hmm. and so that then became the company as we went through that, uh, through the financial winter of 2008. But yeah, no, it's just really exciting to be able to work with such a dedicated team of people that are really trying to transform something and challenge a lot of the existing assumptions in yeah. an industry that is as big as healthcare. And then an industry that is as in, there's no other industry that's more important to all of us as individuals. So I think it's, I think it's something that we should obviously do more of because the stakes are really high. Yes, 100%, Andrew. And you mentioned a little something just a few minutes ago. Can you discuss any ongoing research or development projects at Primnuvo? What's happening? What can we be excited about? That's a great question. Holy cow. There's a lot of stuff that we're working on, to be honest. We're, we're, starting to form some really interesting collaborations with some of the top research institutes around the world. We, to give you an example, we formed one with a, team, a really top neurological team literally six months ago. And in the last six months, we produced, we presented or are publishing something like 18 papers, really furthering the science of aging as it relates to the brain. So that's just looking at one organ of the body. So I think research is going to be such an important part you know, of what we can give back to humanity in terms of further our knowledge of disease process. And we're just getting started. So we're looking to replicate those, those collaborations, frankly, with every organ in the body that we image. And let's see if we can really just develop new models of organ health that don't exist today. And I'm sure that's going to lead to healthier populations and new treatments and better interventions. Outstanding. I can say from my side, Pranuvo is definitely something that'll be part of my future health protocol, lifestyle. It's just such an amazing thing to have at my fingertips. And also the, the aftercare. Once you get your results, you're not left alone. You have a consultation with a nurse practitioner who goes through everything. And also via the interface on my own patient portal, I get told exactly what the next steps would be in case there's something found, what is recommended, to which type of medical professional ought you to go, what's the kind of tests that may be recommended. So it's really great. It's like a really, it's like you can, you all of a sudden have a compass in your hands and you can navigate versus just throwing darts and darts in the dark. Yeah. 
Yes, it's really super. I'm really amazed. And it's, we're living in a truly great time where we have access to such technologies and people such as yourself and your team are bringing them into this world. It's funny, like it's, there's been a lot of focus on the potential sometimes for the hype to exceed the reality. And of course, this is a very dangerous thing in the field of medicine, but I do feel what makes me really excited to turn up every day is the clinical product here is just so strong. And in some ways, you're a trailblazer because this is a strange case of a company where the hype really is running to catch up with the, I think, the core product itself. And so the work that you're doing, actually, even spreading the word is just so important for us and hopefully so important for exposing other people to the product and the potential that it might have a positive impact on their lives. Oh, absolutely. I have a bunch of family and friends that I will be really on them to get this done. This is an amazing tool and we all want to enjoy our lives and be as livid as optimally as we can. Uh, That said, there's something that I really love to ask each of my guests, Andrew, and that is regarding a practice that could be something new, could be something that you've been doing for a long time in your life, but something that has elevated your human experience. Is there something you could share with us? For me, the big one was, so I get imaged every six months or so, not on a schedule, but when they need someone to, I don't know, be a guinea pig, I usually, uh, it's a nice way to decompress for for an hour. <laughs> and I've noticed during periods of high stress, actually, when I actually, when I get imaged, my cervical spine straightens. Like I go from having a normal cervical spine to having something that would be like, quote unquote, like pathological, diagnosable. And, and you could start to see these early little disfolges. And although I don't feel any pain, what I really care about, because I'm still young, is that when I'm in my 60s and 70s, I'm still highly mobile. The big, the big I guess, like change I made was now I'm talking to you from, a, I'm not walking right now, but I have a walking treadmill desk. And I walk, I try and walk oftentimes up to a half marathon every day while doing meetings or while having conversations. And it's like the, for me, it's like the best life hack that you could possibly do to be both working and exercising at the same time. And I've actually seen the impact on my spine. It's gone back to a nice normal curvature. So I know that I have this feedback. I know that this is something I'm doing that's actually going to really help me later in life. That's incredible. And that's a really good tip. Thank you for bringing that up. It has crossed my radar a couple of times, but I'll look into this more because I have something with within my cervical spine that's a little similar to what you're talking about. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing that, Andrew. The only, the only tip is you should tell people when you're doing meetings while you're walking on the thing, because otherwise it, they might start to be concerned for your health. You just kind of look like you're swaying a little bit from side to side. Good point. Andrew, so for people who'd like to learn more about Pranuvo or reach out to you and your team, how can they do? Sure. If you Google us, you'll see that there's a phone number. It's 1-833-PRANUVO. And I have a team of people there that are just super excited to answer whatever questions people have, really help understand whether the test is right for them. Sometimes people might have very acute symptoms like constant migraines. And at that point in time, it might just make more sense to do a head MRI or some other imaging modality. So we tend to be helpful as we can and make sure that people get the care that they need. Uh, They can also go online and book um, directly on the website. And we should organize also a special link for your listeners that you can maybe put in the description to to this episode so that they have also a $300 discount on the comprehensive scan. 
if Fantastic. that would be okay with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. That is excellent. And I'll reach back to your team to put that in place. And I'll put all of that information, including that very generous offering of yours into the show notes. Yeah, that would be I'm really excited to see if we can have an impact to let's multiply the impact that we have on the world. 100% Andrew. Thank yeah. you so much for all the really great work you are doing, your team is doing. Thank you for making the time today. Come on the podcast. Really been a pleasure to connect with you again. Really excited to be here and I really hope to stay in touch. Absolutely. Yes. Nuvo will be in my life henceforth. <laughs> we will grow old visibly together. <laughs> Sounds good. We can compare our scans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so awesome. much, Andrew. No worries. Take care. Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. <laughs> 